Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are the Chiefs America's team or the villains of the NFL? Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Parloff. We are live from the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. We've arrived in Las Vegas, and this city will never be the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, Vegas has had a lot of famous people come Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, Carrot Top, Celine Dion. <laughs> the list goes on and on. Maggie yeah. and Perloff are definitely making an imprint here. We're already all over this place, and we've got more fun stuff planned that you are going to know about and you are going to be part of uh, because it's going to be epic. I kid you not, I did not know that you can get a back massage while you are sitting at a blackjack table. They will do anything to keep you in a casino here. That sounds like a bad idea. I mean, <laughs> Why? I, is that a free back massage? I because didn't Because you ask. end up losing $600 if you relax. <laughs> All of a sudden you're hitting on 20. Like, what day is it? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't trust anything. I don't trust the drinks. I don't. <laughs> My room, by the way. Can we talk about the rooms for a second? Yeah, go ahead. What's the matter with your room? There's no deadbolt. You There's guys? no deadbolt. You really, it's a really, it's a leap of faith. Yes, it's sort of an old school room. I'm just assuming I'm being watched at all times. <laughs> oh, no. Don't put that in my head. We've got a lot to talk about in this Super Bowl matchup. And you saw last night, you know, crossover, Taylor Swift wins album of the year at the Grammys. She's been a big part of the Chiefs bringing in this new audience where they were already the biggest thing in the NFL. They were already the team that's on the doorstep of a dynasty. They already got so much attention, and now that's just been amped up to a 10 or beyond. And so with that kind of attention and success comes the eventual backlash. We've seen it throughout sports. Steph Curry, LeBron James, all the winning can breed contempt. And so are you somebody who's looking at the Chiefs saying, they're more like the villains. I'm sick of it. Too much Chiefs, too much celebrating, too much winning. Or are you someone who looks at it and says, that's America's team right now. This is the dominant team of our current era, and I love them. I love seeing the greatness. So there, you're right. There's always backlash against dynasties in the NFL, but there was reason. You always had a reason. The 90s Cowboys were basically full-on criminals off the field. <laughs> oh, boy. And the fact that... Uh, Hundreds of them were prosecuted. I mean, look at that offensive line alone. I mean, all the arrests and all the stuff that was going on. Now, I happen to, I, I'm an Eagles fan, so I hated them, but I kind of loved all the antics. That was really fun. They're famous. The book, what was Jeff Roman's book called? The Boys Will Have Fun or something? That was, it was insane. Then the Patriots cheated, so that dynasty right. was, was unlikable. What is Golden it State, them? when Kevin Durant joined, it felt like you know wow. him coming to a 73-win team. That got backlash. LeBron, how he left Cleveland with the decision, that got backlash. Wow. 
everyone gets backlash eventually. Well, and the, yeah, I mean, just sticking to the NFL. Yeah. But there's not there's nothing to grab onto for the Chiefs. So why are we grabbing on? Because a guy's dating Taylor Swift, and that's a reason not to like them. There's there's no hard thing to say this is unlikable. There's okay. not a single thing. But that's sort of simplifying this where you're 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 not taking into account the visceral reaction that people have had now with Taylor coming to 12 different games where they're celebrating in that suite like they've never seen the Chiefs before. And you know what? She probably hasn't seen the Chiefs before. So she's celebrating like this is the rise, and the rest of us are looking at it like the AFC Championship game is your baseline. You know, to be celebrating every touchdown and to be going nuts over a regular season game or even the wild card game or whatever – Cool for you, but the rest of us have all been there, done that, and seen this with the so, Chiefs before. There's got to be some kind of winning with grace. Well, here's the thing. every fo- Go to a football game now. There's so much music pumped in the stadium. Everybody's dancing and celebrating the entire game. Bradley Cooper is probably at Eagles game celebrating the whole time. They just don't show him all the time. Well, they show him quite a bit. They actually, well, yeah, <laughs> as they should. But I, Never I, sitting with the fans, by the way. That guy only in a suite. And I don't know if it's because he needs security. Maybe. I would have. You think in Philadelphia, Bradley Cooper? I don't think he could do that. But yeah, here's the thing: they just keep showing her, so it's on the TV. It's not her. Everybody's celebrating. All the celebrities celebrate. But you have to. Somebody scores a touchdown, you have to hug and high five the person next to you. You have no choice. Pearl it's off. federally mandated. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell me you've seen the difference about how that box and suite are reacting versus. That's how the crowd reacts. They're exactly like every single person in that crowd going who, crazy. Who okay. For the Chiefs, right? I, I'm, I mean, if at a Buffalo game, if the Bills score, what's the average fan do? Sing, shout. Sing, shout, and high fives, and hugs, and dances. Light and yourself on fire. Light yourself fall on fire. Through a table. She just happens to be getting caught up into that, so I, I don't think that's on her. She should be. What if she didn't react like okay. that? What if she was just like, oh, okay, fist bump. That's it? That'd be ridiculous. Well, there's another part of this where, and again, we're talking about whether the Chiefs are the villains of the NFL or whether they're America's team. I think there's another part about this, which is, the NFL, it feels like the NFL wants this so bad. You know, they want the extra eyeballs. And why wouldn't they? They're a business. Of course they want it. But people already have a skeptical eye towards the NFL for a lot of reasons. We love the league, but we kind of, you know, we've, we crit- we're critical of the NFL for a lot of things. The idea about the script you know, we know it's not true. We know that the NFL is not throwing games for one team or another team, but it feels like they want this so bad, and it's happening. They're giving Taylor mm. free airtime uh, to run her commercials to for her tour or her movie or whatever it was. The fact that the NFL wants it so bad, I think naturally some fans will be like, all right, I, I don't want to see the fairy tale ending here that the NFL gets everything they want. Well, if the NFL was writing the script, first of all, the biggest market in the country New York has the two worst teams over the last decade. So obviously right. they're not writing that script, right? And would they have the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl and not the San Francisco 49ers? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the script is real, but they're on to something now, and it feels like they just want it. It's like they are willing. Not, not that they're calling the game differently, but they just want this. They I, wanted I, Taylor coming from Asia, seeing is she going to land in time. Of course she is. But this whole storyline. I hear you, and that is unlikable, I will admit. But it's not like people weren't going to watch this game if Taylor Swift's not there. I think the rating will be okay. <laughs> for the Super Bowl, yeah. You know, <laughs> Generally, play, people tune so in. So Taylor Swift set the record for the AFC title game, right? That was a big deal. The biggest, most, $55 million. The NFC beat it with the Lions and the Niners, who aren't even you know one of the top three or four most popular teams. So 
I think that NFL is doing fine with or without Taylor. You can go vote on our poll at Maggie and Pearl. Are the NFL's the or the NFL is the Chiefs the villain of the NFL or are they America's team? Now there's another part of this where I'm disagreeing with you and EJ big time, which is not to put words in your mouth. You see the Chiefs as the headliner of the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. and the San Francisco 49ers are the other team. I don't see it that way. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're talking about uh, is Patrick Mahomes a villain or not? Is Taylor Swift a role? The Taylor Swift is really put over the top, regardless of where you put the teams. I mean, maybe it's because the Grammys was last night. She is going to be the story of the Super Bowl. There's so many new eyes that are going to come onto this game. So that alone. But even so, they're the established dynasty. So don't they have to be, by definition, the team that has two rings is a bigger team than the team that has no rings. Okay, but what's the one thing that we love in sports more than anything else, even more than winners? We love underdogs. Yeah, but love underdogs. And Brock the Purdy night? is that guy. The Niners are not an underdog, though, because they were already in a Super Bowl. They've been deep into the playoffs every year, and they're a two-point favorite. So they're not Villanova. No, I get it. <laughs> but this has been some of the most heated debates that we've had on the show over the last couple of weeks has been what is the – you know, where, what's the status of Brock Purdy? Where does he fall on the quarterback spectrum? Is he elite? Is he a second-tier guy? Is he just lucky to be here and kind of, you know, yeah. sort of hanging on? We know, you know, the playoff run, he's had to be showcased a lot more in these second-half comebacks. But he's also caused a lot of the, you know, he, he's had bad first halves that have put the 49ers in holes. The Brock Purdy thing is ever is, is, is the, one of the biggest things we have right now in sports. It's just so odd. I don't see him getting any of that Kurt Warner underdog story treatment. Uh, I, maybe he's a star in college. Maybe it's all the talent around him. Maybe it's the way he acts. And I don't think he sort of acts like an underdog. He looks like a very confident young man. Yep. He just doesn't carry himself like an underdog. I don't see it. I'm not getting any of that vibe. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You are welcome to weigh in on this. Is Austin still in Oregon? Austin, how are you, dude? I'm good. How are you guys today? We're doing great. What do you think? Are the Chiefs more villain or more America's team? As a born and bred Raiders fan, I have to say villain. Um, I get that's it. That's just me, but hey, I will say Patrick Mahomes is a nice guy, and I have no reason to not like him. Other than he's just a quarterback of a team that division rival. Yeah, I mean, none of this but, is personal. Maybe yeah. it sounds like right? it is when <laughs> saying they're but celebrating too much, that. but we love Mahomes. I I wanted to tell EJ, great rap groups out of uh, Kansas City, Tech Nine, Seth's Crew, Cut Calhoun, the whole strange music lineup is uh, is amazing. I think you'd love it. You know what? Tech Nine, and I had someone in the chat, thank you. Someone in the chat on the Twitch chat also said, How did you forget Tech Nine? That's a bad one. Tech Nine. He's like an underground legend. He actually has a song with The Rock. <laughs> the Rock oh, wow. featured. A, is it any and, good? Oh well, it's kind of become like a internet meme now because yeah. uh, it's like, a, you know, it's The Rock. He's a little corny, but <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> Tech Nine. I is, dare you to say that to his face. Definitely not. <laughs> um, but no, like he has a song with The Rock. Like he has a great producer, Seven, who who was his producer. He's the definitely the biggest probably rapper out of Kansas City. But yeah, slipped, slipped my mind. Hey, sure. speaking of which, big news last night coming out of the Grammys. Not Taylor Swift was a rapper by the name of Killer Mike, who's very famous out of Atlanta, uh, won multiple Grammys? Yeah, three. Won three Grammys last night and then got arrested at the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's an all-time award show moment. He might have gotten into it with a security guard or something. Honestly, I mean, it's iconic. I, I, I actually, I think this is going to actually work out well for him. To me, yeah. if I was him, the picture of him being pulled out in handcuffs, I, that would be the album cover. 
of the next <laughs> album for that, me. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, who does that? Who wins Grammys and then gets thrown out and arrested at the at the show? I mean, for certain other jobs, maybe we bad, but I think for what he does, I think <laughs> actually will help him. For other lines of work, yes, getting arrested at the award show is probably well, not great. The other thing that was surprising about it, too, is, you know, Killer Mike has been around for a long time. He's uh, in his late 40s. Like, this is something you would expect from, you know, like, a, I don't know, like a Jack Harlow, someone who's 20 years old, wants to make a name for himself. But that's what I say, EJ. Crazy. He, yeah, Killer Mike does not need this. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to make a name for himself. I, he, I mean, well, I think he could. I mean, he's not like I wouldn't call him mainstream when it comes to rap. Like he is kind of like he's become more mainstream because of the Run the Jewels run. But yeah. like, I wouldn't call him like he's not like Jay Z or like Snoop or anything. So like, he's a little bit of like rap fans would know him. Not everybody would know him. We use Run the Jewels as one of our rejoin music. Um, yeah. so he, it got us thinking about like the biggest moments from award shows throughout history. I, I'm not going to be recency bias here. I don't think anything's going to ever top Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the face. I, every It's that. It's like the Brady-Goat argument. It's like Brady and then a big space and then the next as contender. As crazy as that was, and we've been talking about her this entire show, I, I think Kanye and Taylor may still be ahead of it for me. At the at the VMAs at, at the uh, yeah MTV yeah. Video Music Awards, he comes up and says this award should go to Beyonce. Yeah, which I mean, to me, in some ways, it was like Taylor Swift's origin story. Yeah, like, you know, like yes, yeah, she was a big star, but that was our first that was our first VMAs, I believe. I know, but Kanye like, didn't didn't slap her in the face. I mean, the I physical part of it has to put Will Smith, Chris Rock, number one, going away. Wait, is that the one where he was standing next to Mike Myers? No, no, no. That's when he said something about George Bush. That was a, oh, yeah. that was a PSA. Oh, yeah. they that were, was, they that were, was, oh, that was a commercial. Was a <laughs> that was about Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, that was like, yes, oh, it was about okay. Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> Mike Myers. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, you guys are too young. Do you remember Jack Palance doing one-arm push-ups at the uh, Oscars? No. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, uh, it's like the most, before the slap, it was one of the most famous. He was like a 90-year-old actor who got up there and did push-ups. At the what did he win for? Uh, supporting actor for City Slickers. Oh, City Slickers, such a great movie. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about, in you, Pearl, if you mentioned earlier, some of the gaffes we had, the big one being the the Moonlight, Moonlight, uh, uh, oh, wow. that one's Lala. pretty yeah. famous. That's, I mean, I think you kind of have a, a top three there. I know and who's then, you know, who's jockeying for the, for the fourth most ridiculous moment. I, mean, I think Killer award Mike show. is trying to get in that. That's <laughs> 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 my worst one. Grammys gets arrested at the show. It would have to be actually on camera on stage right. or to pull him out of the crowd. But I still am not really reading well, what he did. I know, now I'm really running through the list. The other thing would be the uh, you know Britney Spears Madonna makeout. That got that a lot a of attention. One. That was huge. So staged, though. Staged, but... I no mean, one thought that Will Smith was going to do that. No, no. <laughs> In your wildest <laughs> dreams. Uh, let's Chris Rock sure didn't see And he's the one who probably should have, considering Will Smith was walking up there with determination. Uh, poll results. Can we update them? Which is, are the Chiefs America's team, or are they the villains of the NFL? What do we got? Right, so right now, uh, poll still sitting pretty much where we were before, so 58% say uh, the Chiefs are America's villain, while you have 42% saying America's team. Yeah. Wow. Holding holding strong here. I'm telling you, this is this is the backlash to the winning. We are seeing it now. You know, there was something else, you know, Rich called earlier, and I wanted to make a point about what he said because I thought it was interesting about the bandwagon. Yeah. Because not so, like, yes, there are some bandwagon Chiefs fans that, you know, are gentlemen in the bandwagon, people who didn't root for the Chiefs before. But I think those other celebrities also give them a feeling of bandwagon, not even just Taylor. Like, when I watch that Bills game, yeah. and I'm seeing Gerard Carmichael, and I'm seeing Cara Delevingne, two people who I, you know for a fact have never rooted for the Chiefs until that game. 
like you know have they ever been to a football game they might not have been to a football game and you see them cheering as if like this is their die ride or die team that's Mm. going to the super bowl or it's their moment or that is their moment yeah that felt that also felt cheap to me as someone who dislikes the chief right now i was like oh look at these guys like of course you just jump on the bandwagon of the the best team that now taylor swift has jumped on the bandwagon with like i think Mm. that that's a part of it i think some of those other celebrities that are now the glow join i mean blake lively earlier was there at a game the jet game again you guys are picking nothing but the most likable people (laughs) (laughs) cara delavine is not the i don't know i don't know much about cara delavine but gerard carmichael's carmichael's awesome he's a hundred percent approval also celebrities being phony wow (laughs) (laughs) how dare they oh by the way i got another oscar moment uh Two, uh, the worst one, and you guys are going to cringe, the Ellen DeGeneres selfie. Oh. <laughs> I literally cr- We both yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, My that's shoulders a, just, sorry, like, went up. That's almost worse than the Will Smith slap. That is just, Ugh. remember that was such a thing? That Ugh. was bad. It was rough. Anyway, and Your boy, Bradley, was a, he's the architect of that, you, basically. Uh, I went to the Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. They have a mural of that selfie because it became their first viral tweet in the early 2010s. Oh, gosh. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay. We get the thoughts of Carrington Harrison, who is in Kansas City, does a weekly interview with Patrick Mahomes. His thoughts on the Chiefs now being the villain of the NFL, and also some news around the Chiefs as well. We'll do that next. Maggie and Perloff, hey, by the way, we want to say good morning to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates across the country. All we do is think about you and how we can make the show better for you. We want to tell you, you can download the free Odyssey app, and you can listen to us, and it's crystal clear, and it's absolutely free. Sirius XM Channel 158. If you want to watch the show here on Radio Row at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. So many ways to get the show. And also, our social handles this week are going to be particularly um, busy because we've got plans for Vegas. Costumes. Yeah, that sounds ominous, and I like it. <laughs> we're not we're robbing a casino, guys. We're going to do it all on Instagram Live. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Are the Chiefs America's team or America's villain? We're back with more in moments. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live in Vegas. Starting to feel Super Bowl. But Maggie, we have a lot of logistical questions here. We do our picks at the end of the week. Yep. Right now it's a two-point spread. Niners are favored, but I think there's a lot to be determined on that front. Yeah, and for that, we go to Boots on the Ground. That's our pal, Carrington Harrison. He's the host of The Drive, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, does weekly interviews with Patrick Mahomes, knows this team inside and out. Carrington, thanks for waking up early for us. How you doing? Hey, absolutely. I'm happy to be on with you guys today. Okay, so our poll question today and the conversation we've been having a lot is, are the Chiefs closer to America's team or the villain of the NFL? I know you're close to the team in the city, but what's your thought on this, and have you seen a sort of change in how people view the Chiefs over the last few years? Yeah, absolutely we've seen a change in how people view the Chiefs. And you got to think, when they started this journey for the first AFC championship game, they played the New England Patriots. So they were the team that everybody wanted to win. Patrick Mahomes had never been to a Super Bowl. Mm. Tom Brady had been to, to eight at that point. So everybody wanted to see Kansas City win. I mean, fast forward now, people wanted to see Josh Allen get to his first. They wanted to see Lamar Jackson get to his first. I don't think Kansas City is America's team at all. The same way that people got tired of seeing Golden State and Cleveland go to the NBA Finals or Alabama keep going to the college football playoff or Duke in the Final Four, that's where the Chiefs are. This is where you want to be. The Chiefs are not some plucky underdog anymore. They're the best team in the NFL. Carrington, what about when Patrick Mahomes complained after the loss to the Bills? He seemed not gracious in that moment as far as uh, Patrick Mahomes and things that people don't like about him. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I, I just think this is just a product of highly competitive people. I mean, we've certainly seen Brady's tirades on the sideline. I mean, we watched a whole 10-hour documentary during quarantine about how Michael Jordan wasn't always the nicest individual. I just think when you have alpha males and hyper-competitive people, sometimes that competitiveness comes out. And I'd rather have to turn a guy down than have to turn a guy up. And we all watch sports and we complain about how these athletes don't care enough about the results of the game. That's obviously not a problem with Patrick Mahomes. Carrington Harrison joining us, 610 Sports Radio, The Drive in Kansas City. The criticism, Carrington, of all the celebrities now led by Taylor, of course, and her relationship with Travis. I promise we'll get to the game in a minute. But all the <laughs> celebrities who have now flocked to Kansas City because of this high-profile relationship, it turning people off by how big they're celebrating. Do you think that's fair or is that sour grapes? I why do people care about this? They showed Taylor <laughs> Swift on the television. They added it up. The New York Times added it up. They showed her on the television over the three postseason games 17 times for two minutes and 25 seconds. Now, I'm not a Swifty by any means, but Taylor Swift is not bothering anybody. She sits in the booth. She sits there with her friends. Every time they cut to her, it looks like they're having an amazing time <laughs> drinking, they're laughing. People have their shirts off. They're having a good time. I just don't care enough about this. We see four minutes or four hours of football, and they show random people sitting there all the time. We watched that <laughs> Dolphins game, and it was negative 101 degrees outside, and people have their shirts off and doing all kind of nonsense. This is just ridiculous. That girl is up there having a good time. She's supporting her man. Good for them. Wow, you've convinced me. All right, let me, let me turn to the actual game for a second here. Kadarius Toney has obviously been one of the headlines for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what do you expect to happen? Do you think he'll be on the field on Sunday, and will he play a significant role? Kadarius Toney had less than 200 yards from scrimmage this year for the Kansas City Chiefs, and the fact that we are talking about him at all is just kind of ridiculous. 
because he's not a major contributor to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, this team has got here because Isaiah Pacheco has turned into a very productive running back. Rasheed Rice was one of, if not the best rookie wide receiver this year in the National Football League. And Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest pass catchers in the league. This team, to me, really started to turn the corner. Once Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore both got injured, and they really started to pare down the offense that this wide receiver room is not good enough. And you guys saw where they need to be six, seven deep, and that's what they were trying to do for two-thirds of the season. So when they really started to pare it down and you started to see the injuries pile up for this team is when they really started to turn the corner offensively. So, I, I mean, I guess maybe on a personal level, I hope that we don't see Kadarius Tony mm-hmm. because I think he is a negative for the Chiefs, and I think it, it, it enhances their chances of winning the Super Bowl. Carrington Harrison joining us from 610 Sports Radio, his show called The Drive in Kansas City. Uh, Okay, can you separate a little fact from fiction for us, Carrington, about the Chiefs' defense? It's been great. It's been leading the way. They got out to a lead against the Ravens. They were able to sit on that lead because the defense and the game plan was so good. But the Chiefs' run defense – that has been a little bit different. The metrics on them, not as great through the season. What what do you make of the Chiefs' run defense? Is that a place where San Francisco, you know, they want to run the football. Can they take advantage? Yeah, I mean, I think that's how San Francisco is going to have to take advantage of Kansas City's defense. I actually think that their defense was probably the most consistent unit in the NFL this year. So if we took all 64, so Jets offense, Jet defense, Kansas City offense, et cetera, If we did that, I think Kansas City's defense was actually the most consistent unit in the NFL. But we have seen that you can run the ball against them so much. That's what made the AFC Championship game so confusing because Baltimore, they called three design runs in the second half of the game. Like, I thought Baltimore got away from who they were and didn't utilize their formula to win and tried to get into a shootout with Kansas City with Lamar Jackson, which obviously did not work. If San Francisco was going to win this game, and I give them a lot of credit, for how they handled the NFC Championship game. Even though they got down big, Christian McCaffrey still got 24 uh, touches in the game. So if San Francisco is going to win, obviously Christian McCaffrey is going to have to, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to have to be a big part of what they're doing. You know, going back to that Baltimore-Kansas City game, uh, Mahomes did not have a lot of yards in the second half. In fact, the Chiefs offense didn't do much. Is that just game management where they knew they had a double-digit lead and were being conservative? Or is that something to worry about a little bit, that they really had no success with anything in the second half? I mean, I do think it's something to worry about. I actually don't think that Kansas City is much different than they were in the regular season. I know they've won these three straight games and got to the Super Bowl, but I don't really notice that much of a difference. I think what happened in the AFC Championship game is what had kind of defined the Chiefs' offense all year, Baltimore finally did. Kansas City didn't drop a pass the first game this season in which that didn't happen. Kansas City won the turnover differential 3 to nothing. You're obviously going to win a lot of games if you do that. Baltimore had 95 penalty yards. Kansas City had 30. So I thought that Baltimore kind of shot themselves in the foot while Kansas City stayed consistent offensively for really the first time. But, I mean, Kansas City's offense is not good in the red zone, so they, they really struggle in those scenarios. And even though I think they've sort of refined their formula, this, this offense still isn't explosive at all. I mean, I've said this on my show for the first week leading into it. I understand why San Francisco is favored. Like, I understand how if you put it into a computer and you type everything up, how you come to a conclusion – that San Francisco was a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite. I just think, at least for me in this game, I'm going to take the team with the better head coach, I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback, and I'm going to take the team with the more consistent defense. And that's why Kansas City winning this game. 
Carrington, last one for me on this one. You know, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, gets a lot of praise for, you know, dialing up these game plans, did it to Tom Brady twice when he was with the Giants, made Lamar, to, you know, took the Ravens totally out of what they wanted to do, or maybe the Ravens took themselves out of it, however you want to look at it. You know, do the Chiefs and do you think Spagnuolo, do they look at Brock Purdy as one of the strengths of the 49ers or one of the weaknesses that they can try to expose? I think Brock Purdy, the conversation to me feels very Tim Tebow-ish, where you guys remember, whenever Tebow would do well, he was the greatest quarterback we had ever seen. When, when, when Tim Tebow struggled, he was the absolute worst quarterback, and that was just every single week. But I think Brock Purdy, to me, deserves a measure of respect that he hasn't gotten so far. Like, if you just look at the raw numbers, compare him to Trevor Lawrence. He had a higher completion percentage. He threw for more yards. He threw for more touchdowns and had fewer interceptions and had a two-yard better yards per attempt. Mm. Nobody ever talks about Trevor Lawrence like he's a game manager or quarterback. Yet we do this every week with Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy is a great distributor of the football. I think of him like a pass-first point guard. But obviously, that team has a lot of talent. They have the best offensive line in the league with Trent Williams. They have Christian McCaffrey, who, in my opinion, should have won MVP this year. They maybe have the best one-two wide receiver punch in the National Football League. Like, they have a lot of weapons. Utilizing them is not a negative towards Purdy, and I don't know why we've made it that way. All right, last question. Carrington, what's the confidence level in KC right now? I'd put it at an eight. I mean, I, I just – Whoa. San Francisco <laughs> – Out of ten. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'd put it at a ten. I mean, this is why. Kansas City, I list Patrick Mahomes. He has been an underdog in 12 games in his NFL career. The Chiefs have won nine of those games. Like, not against, and they won nine of those games straight up, 10 against the spread. So just from a simple, just logical standpoint, do you want me to pick the side that has won three times or the side that has won nine <laughs> times? And I just feel more comfortable picking. I, I don't know what it is, but Patrick Mahomes is just a different human being. Like, we are watching Tiger Woods. We are watching Lionel mm. Messi. We are watching Michael Jordan. Like, we are watching one of those athletes, and you're telling me that Brock Purdy is going to win in the Super Bowl over that individual? I just can't pick it. Maybe it happens. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco wins the game. But if you're asking me my confidence level going into it, the moment I saw the line and saw that San Francisco was a two-and-a-half-point favorite, I ran to the phone so I could bet Kansas City and get points. You're telling me I can get Kansas City and as an underdog and I get points? Yeah, that, that, that was a no-brainer for me. What's interesting is I think we all did the same thing, yeah. and yet the line hasn't moved, and the money's coming in on Kansas City, and the line's not moving, uh, which is weird. Uh, Carrington, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good luck to your Chiefs. Good luck, bud. I, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on this morning. Thanks a bunch. Appreciate you. Uh, Andrew Bogus is standing by with headlines. Good morning, Bogues. Guys, good morning again. Uh, since Zach Ertz isn't available, the Chiefs and Niners have to look elsewhere <laughs> to sign a free agent uh, and that's make a callback. Pete and EJ irrationally angry. Do either of them need a running back before Sunday? Because Le'Veon Bell wants back in the NFL. The <laughs> running back turned boxer actually targeting next season says he'll start training in March and depending on how he feels, make the final call on the comeback. And Bell says he only wants to play for one team, which we all assume is the Steelers. Someone should tell him, though, how poorly active older running backs are treated in the NFL. I don't think coming back from like a three-year hiatus is the play here for Le'Veon Bell. The, the sad the sad state of running backs not getting paid. Le'Veon actually has to pay the Steelers yeah. if he wants to be on the team. That's how His crazy this, camp? That's how depressed the market is. EJ. Pyramid scheme for running backs. <laughs> you can pay your way into the NFL. 
EJ, you're a Jets fan. I assume you have a Bell jersey. He's one of your favorite all-time Jets. <laughs> oh my God, he might be my least favorite all-time. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that that's not. It's like that's one of those things where you knew it was gonna go bad as soon as it happened. <laughs> like, it's just like there's no way this works out. Who this pays team. running backs in free agency? Only the Jets, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dalvin <laughs> Cook, not much different. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has another NFL job, not Raiders OC, but Commanders OC. Talks broke down with Vegas, picked up with Washington over a 24-hour span this weekend. New Washington head coach Dan Quinn's also bringing Joe Witt Jr. with him from Dallas to be defensive coordinator. And back in Dallas, the Cowboys, of course, need to replace Quinn. They're expected to interview former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer for their D.C. job. And the Athletics says Steve Belichick will be Washington's new defensive coordinator. New Huskies head coach Jed Fish, a former Patriot assistant. Steve was on his dad's staff for the last 12 seasons. Joel Embiid needs surgery for his latest left knee injury. He'll be out an extended period of time. We'll know better after the procedure. The Sixers 4-10 and 10 without him so far this I he, season. I was thinking about something with Embiid yesterday when I heard this news about surgery. Is he going to become one of the great what-ifs in NBA history? Yes. Like, like because this is a guy, I mean, averaging 35 points a game. I mean, I don't think we really understand the historical context of where he ranks among centers just with the production. But it's always an injury around the second half of the season or playoffs that seems to always derail him so much of the pressure has been well can he get over the hump will he ever even get a chance wait wait to be fair though he could come back before the season ends and he'll probably be in such great shape that he'll win the finals this year yeah, right. <laughs> no, just kidding. I was like, wait, like, what? <laughs> no, I mean, listen, Sixers fans know that Embiid will always get hurt in the playoffs. It's just, I, it is a what if, but there's there's sort of this dreaded fait accompli in Philly about that. Like, people wait, do not expect him to win a title. But hold on. Are we sure? And I know he's a big man and he's been injured, so there's maybe yeah. a different timeline for how long he can play. But are we sure that... Could there ever be a time where he's not the number one option, where he's a second option? I mean, Maxi is not is not close yet, no. but but um, but is it possible that he it all is not lost like, for him? Like, does he have to be the one A for this to count? Well, maybe he does like a Shaq in Miami, where he right, goes right. to a young guy who's maybe Maxi's the D Wade. To maybe that. Maxi becomes that guy. Maxi's had some big games this year, but just I mean, look at like Embiid's career numbers: yeah. twenty-seven points a game, ten rebounds, three assists. Almost two blocks. That's his career averages, not for one season. Like, we rank the top centers of all mm. time. We don't even talk about Joel Embiid. Part of this, I think, is the injury stuff because and we the haven't seen success. him. And the play- but a lot of the playoff stuff has been because of injuries, too. I mean, you know, I know we say we don't make excuses, but he's been injured almost every playoff run. Wait, is this weird to do with Spike sitting right here? Yeah. Spike sitting right here. Yeah. The host of the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast has been talking about Joel Embiid. Your whole life, yeah. <laughs> even before you knew Joel Embiid, you were talking about Joel Embiid. That's how good that podcast is. We'll uh, have to we'll we'll hit you up later on the Embiid stuff. We'll get you later. Sounds good. Bogus, back to you. I um, could I could speak for Spike. Spike does not expect Joel Embiid to win a title. <laughs> I think that Spike is openly warring with the 76ers about an in, about the injury designation for Joel Embiid. Get him, Spike. Get him. What uh, else you got, Bogus? Bradley Beal made his return to Washington yesterday afternoon and scored a season high 43 in the Suns' 141-12 victory. It was just good to be able to just get in a good flow and good rhythm, and you know what better place to do it in your in your old home. Um, so I'm, you know, I was just fortunate, man. My teammates were in, encouraging, uplifting, and uh, they really wanted to get the win for me too. 
Beal played all 11 seasons with the Wizards until an offseason trade. Nikola this Yoke- is like a tree fall. Like, if you made no impact on the team, does, it, does anyone <laughs> care when you come back? No offense to Beal. How, did he win, what, two playoff series there? Scored with a lot John of points. Wall? Okay. I would say this. Got paid a lot, and then um, basically the ink wasn't even dry on the contract, and they're like, yeah, we're going to need to trade you. Yeah. I know the Wizards lose almost every game, but you know how, if I was a Wizards fan, how tight I would be if this guy who's basically not played all season saves his best game for that game? <laughs> yes, for a team that's probably going to be picking yeah. number one in the draft in the maybe worst draft we've had in 10 years. That's purely hypothetical, though. <laughs> you, you ever met a Wizards fan? Do they <laughs> exist? I mean, that is true. Nikola Jokic had 29. His Nuggets stopped the Blazers 112-103. Anthony Edwards scored 32 in Minnesota's 111-90 home win over the Rockets. And the Thunder erased a 23-point third-quarter hole, finally winning in double OT, 135-127 over the Raptors. Chet Holmgren had 22 with five rebounds and four assists. Women's college shoot. <laughs> Big That's, fist pump, yeah, by the way. Yeah, fist pump yeah. by Perloff. I need Chad Holmgren to win Rookie of the Year, so I don't have to drive to San Antonio. Wemby's looking good. I mean, he is your only hope at this point. He's your Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> You're our only hope, Chad Holmgren. <laughs> I'm already listing topics that Perloff and Bogish can, you know, icebreakers. Can you stop like, taunting me? I'm not allowed to go on this trip. He has said Bogus, more than once like, that we are not close enough. We're not friends. He doesn't want me. But that is, a, I, we are friends. I just don't want you to go on this road trip. No, but, but <laughs> if you could be a dog or a cat, what would you be? This but, is like mile 500. <laughs> but Shabrolf, should he even have a say in whether or not Bogus should go? I mean, he would have lost the bet. I feel oh, like if, if he loses the bet, we should be able to say, look, Bogus is going with you. This is Bogus all... is riding shotgun in your Honda. This yeah. is what's happening. Uh, you're not coming, Bogus. <laughs> I'm not. It's fine. Uh, women's College Hoops, number 15, USC, a 79-69 win at Cal yesterday. Just 29 points from freshman star Juju Watkins. She did have 51 <laughs> in Friday night's win at Stanford. That's 80 points over two games in one weekend. Now, on Friday against the Cardinal, the Trojans scored just 67 total points. So Watkins 51, 76% of the team total, the highest percentage in the last 25 years. A, a double team, something. What happened in that game? <laughs> Stanford's one of the best teams. They didn't figure out how to... That one person was killing them all night? What happened here? I don't know. I mean, their coach has won more games than anyone in Division One college hoops, so I think that she would have an understanding of trying to send a double team. Yeah, I mean, you have you have how many All-Americans are in Stanford? This is one of the craziest games. It's like the Wilt game. Like, dude, <laughs> so cover this time, Wilt. This time we actually have footage of this, so we know it happened. Yeah, oh, you're saying it's real? Yeah, well, I mean, there's the conspiracy that Wilt's 100 game never happened. We, don't have, we have no footage of that game. Do you know how many people would have to be in on that? It would have never well, leaked out. Not a lot of people were at the. St- I've seen a lot of Hershey, Pennsylvania. A lot of yeah. people weren't at the game. No, but I thought we have a rate. Like some kid taped the radio broadcast. I think that's the one yeah, that's, piece of proof that we have. Well, and the picture, obviously, which would have been a big, deep fake to hold them hold up a picture with a hundred on it after the game for something that didn't actually happen. I'm gonna be honest. The the one thing I'm most skeptical about when it comes to old time sports are the box scores from like 1908. Like, come on. Like baseball. Yeah, in baseball. Yeah. I'm like, you're telling me that Lefty Williams really went five for five that day? It's like, could anyone even see through the cigarette smoke? Could they even see the field? Yeah, I don't they know. Were, I'm a we little even, dubious. We have no idea what the baseball was made of. Who yeah, knows? also, it's their word versus nobody. I mean, Man. who else was there to see, be like, actually, he went three for five? Maggie, you believe nothing. Your no. trust issues are 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Why do you think I went into journalism? You have no idea, Bogus. I have known Maggie a long time, and she's the deep cynicism of Unsure is remarkable. <laughs> nothing is real, very nice nothing person. is honest, nothing actually happened. It's all a scam, a lie, a Ponzi scheme. Is it not? I mean, it's funny because when you meet me, I think I have a rather sunny disposition. No, not really. But <laughs> the uh, you said that there was I some... would say yes, hence my problem is processing all of this. Yeah, yeah. There I'm was an a enigma. quote. Somebody was talking on the Niners about where Shanahan wanted to draft her. You should have seen the eyebrow raise, Maggie. Yeah. Anything anyone says about a quarterback they were going to draft, Maggie's like, that's a lie. Yeah, Kyle that's Shanahan. We had a fourth round grade on him. I'm sure he did. Now, <laughs> after the fact. She didn't believe anything, Convenient. but she was dead right. Yeah. Why, why, why was Tom Brady there if you guys love Purdy so much? Yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave now and go <laughs> process my feelings. You guys enjoy your morning. Oh, oh bogus. No. <laughs> Bogish. No, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's just it's heartbreaking. Why do we- I know. Well, I don't believe in love. I think celebrities are all phonies, and uh, I don't believe box do- scores from 1906. Right? I actually think he's taught bad about the road trip too. I think. I, well, that's on I, you. I'll tell you what. Often. Let's go to Jersey. We'll go to go we'll to the go World to, Cup final. We'll go to Atlantic City. <laughs> you have to wait till 2026. <laughs> Which drive is shorter? Line, yeah, but I say it's the like same amount of time to get there to get to, to, San, get Antonio. to San Antonio. Just get out of the parking lot. Bogish, thank you so much. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> You don't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) The Chiefs, America's team, or villains of the NFL. We'll get you that in a moment. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Carlos hitting us off with Vegas themed songs today because we're at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. We're here in Vegas. We're doing shows here all week long. And uh, we can already tell this is going to be a Super Bowl unlike any other when it comes to how weird and wild it's going to be. Yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting. There's going to be a lot of like roll the dice cliches. And oh, well, none like of those. That. I mean, just weird. It's a weird scene here, especially when you're keeping the type of hours that we are. Usually, Super Bowl week overwhelms the city, and I'm curious how you balance Vegas and all these people here for the Super Bowl because they're used to they had Formula One, which is a giant, sure. like a Super Bowl in October. Uh, I think that it's. I agree, it's going to be totally different, but eventually, like all Super Bowls sort of become the same. Are they going to be able to distinguish themselves from L.A., New Orleans, Miami? Well, I don't know. There's also a medical diagnostics convention that's going on, and I know that because the guy who sat next to me <laughs> on the plane was trying to pump me for uh, Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> like, dude, uh, this is like 26A and B, and I'm definitely not getting a Super say, Bowl ticket. I thought you were made of money? Like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not Roger Goodell. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. Carla is in Idaho. has got a thought on the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship and the shadow it's putting over the Super Bowl. I kid. Carla, how are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. What's on your mind, Carla? Well, I hope you're liking it out in our neck of the woods. This is dynamite. I mean, Proloff and I are fully expected to spend a night in a Las Vegas jail. So we're going to really leave our mark on the city. Well, you at least have warmer weather than we do. But, um, yeah, yeah, we happen to have been down in or out in Kansas City the week before Taylor Swift was um, having her concert out there. And so it was really cute, I have to tell you, um, because, you know, people who are famous are just human beings like you and me, and they have – you know, hearts and minds and everything, just like us. And um, Travis Kelsey was on their local news with his wrist full of Taylor Swift bracelets that he had, hoping that he would get to meet her. And I will tell you, 
that was cute. It was really, Carla, really cute. So you're, yeah. you're right, but Carly, you're right and fantastic. Thank you so much for the phone call and for and for weighing in. We know now that when he said that on the podcast, at least, the Kelsey Brother New Heights podcast, when he said, yeah, I gave her my number, blah, blah, we, I tried to give her my bracelet, they had already made contact at that point. Oh, that was Maggie, just a story he was telling us. We already pull- knew. Uh, he's coming out now and saying, yes, we had already been talking. Can you just believe in love? <laughs> and by the way, what Carla said. What, uh, Santa Claus next? That celebrities are normal people. There's nothing. Taylor Swift and I are not the same. There's nothing. <laughs> really? No, you and no. And even Travis Kelsey and I are not the same. Travis Kelsey would have copied my math homework and stuck me in a locker <laughs> back in the day. No, he's such a good guy. Uh, proud Nick in Texas is on the line. Nick, how you been, dude? Good, good morning, my friends. Shout out, coffee drinkers and weedos. How are we doing this morning? Oh, Nick, so good to hear from you, pal. What's go- what's up? Well, I don't like normally placing bets before others are not paid off, but I got to get on this Taylor Swift train while it's hot, and I got my <laughs> bet ready for Pearl off now. I mean, the whole staff could do it, but I had my vision of Pearl. So hey, whenever me. you're ready to hear this. Yeah, I'm dying. What do we got? Okay, so if the Chiefs lose, remember that uh, Harlem Shake that they had when everybody danced all crazy, you know, to the music? Well, obviously she has that crazy dance whenever they're celebrating. So the bet is if the Kansas City Chiefs lose, you have to get yourself a Taylor Swift-looking wig, dress up like Taylor Swift in Kansas City Chiefs attire, and then you guys all have to do a crazy dance, like maybe like the to the Harlem Shake or something like that. With the Harlem Swag Shake or the surf swag? The swag surf. Yeah. Swag surf, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Well, Nick, what do you have to do? Well, I'll do the same thing because I'm going to a Kansas City Chiefs party. And, of course, uh, I think they're the villains, so I'm rooted against them. I'm all about the 49ers. So if they lose, I'll dress up like Taylor Swift also. And that would be <laughs> horrible. Okay, well, Nick, listen, I know there's still some outstanding bets out yeah. there. We have not forgotten about Dion them. related. I mean, it's really, this is Perloff, the, the ball's in Perloff's court here. What do you think? Are you accepting this next bet to dress gonna, up like Taylor Swift? You're going to have to tune in tomorrow to find out. All right, Nick, we're going to, con- Perloff's going to think it over. Give him 24 Sounds hours. Good. How does that sound? Sounds good. You guys have a great morning. You too. Nick's the best. Say hi to the kids for us. Did Nick hang up yet? Because there's no way I'm dressed up as Taylor. No. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, God, you're still there. Duck in the smoke. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> hang up on Nick. <laughs> I'm not dressed up as Taylor Swift. You dressed up, up as some weird soccer guy. Why not Taylor Swift? The red lipstick. Oh, that oh. stuff will never come off. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay. Thank you. E.J. Stewart, Carlos Ortiz. Thanks, Dave Marinick and Spike Eskin. Thank you to Bobby and JT who are here. Thank you to Andrew Bogish, Andrew Kaplan. Carrot Top. Weedos, coffee drinkers, the Blue Man Group. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.